Next on BYU Sports Nation, Football Friday presents another BYU Game Day Eve. What do you want to see from the BYU Cougars against McNeese tomorrow? And not just what, but who do you want to see or see more of in tomorrow's game on BYU TV? Steve Young returns to the show. His thoughts on Tanner, Taysom, and long-term contracts, plus a tattoo you never expected, and happy caffeinated soda anniversary. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Do you remember the 21st day of September? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, everyone, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man whose only ink is from a ballpoint pen, Jerem Jordan. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, So there was uh, a fan of the program, uh, a fellow member of BYU Sports Nation at BYU2NFL, who tweeted uh, if BYU beat Wisconsin that he would get a tattoo of your face with blue goggles on it. <laughs> and last night, he tweeted at you, said tattoo is on his body. One, wow. I can't believe. Wow. I still can't believe he actually did it. I can't believe what I just saw. I hope that it's temporary. <laughs> we hope it's a sticker. We don't think so, though. So that happened. Props to him for following <laughs> through with what he said. This was kind of yeah. his you didn't it, his it, moment of compared to when you said you'd shave your head against Gun if yeah, you yeah, won that There were out. less stakes for me than uh, a, yeah. a tattoo. So <laughs> there's that. At man BYU of his word. NFL. A man of his word. Spencer Although, Linton with blue goggles. That was a bet. You didn't bet anything on your side. No, no. It, it, just a, it was just a statement. Yeah, I like, called him on it. I sure. said, wait, wait, you would actually do that? And he said, it's not happening. And he was referencing our, hey, what if BYU beats Wisconsin? The, the off chance, our conversation that was yeah. just for fun. I what, said what that BYU if? would win that game. You did say that. I said those words. <laughs> Wait, hey, hang on, Spencer. Did you say you called him? So you're responsible for this. You called him out, and thus we've got that thing that we can never unsee. Well, I retweeted it when I blame he initially you. put it out. I blame you. On the social media stream. You're, you're, blame. you're to be blamed. Why, why should I be blamed? I just... You know who's to be blamed? BYU football. This man has a tattoo of you on him, <laughs> and it's BYU football's fault. But was it worth it? <laughs> Dang it. It was. It was. Oh, a loaded Friday show. We're about to tattoo on BYU Sports Nation. Steve Young will join us in 15 minutes. Yeah. What does he think about Tanner Manga's performance against Wisconsin? Also, will he be our agent as we uh, potentially discuss a new contract with BYU TV? What contract? (laughs) Going for two in 30 minutes. I'm beating Jerem. That's all that matters there. For now. And women's soccer head coach Jennifer Rockwood will join us in 40 minutes on a game day for the, what are we calling this? The University Parkway Collision. Between BYU name. and Utah yeah. Valley. Plus, a reminder, uh, BYU Radio is now uh, in Utah on 107.9 FM, so you can enjoy BYU Sports Nation and, of course, other programming on BYU Radio on 107.9 FM. Get her done, and we now present today's top stories across BYU Sports Nation. Ah, uh, yes, 25th-ranked BYU. It doesn't get old saying that. 
The Cougars host the McNeese Cowboys in the first ever matchup between the two schools tomorrow. McNeese out of Lake Charles, Louisiana, number nine ranked team in FCS, will visit Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Coverage of the game begins at 6 p.m. Eastern, live on BYU TV. Look. It begins at 5 Eastern. At 5 yeah, Eastern, live on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL are in action uh, Sunday. Fred Warner and the Niners visit the Chiefs. Taysom Mill and the Saints play the Falcons. Jamal Williams and the Packers hit the road to play the Redskins. And Ziggy Ansah recovering from a shoulder injury. And the Lions host Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball. That also doesn't get old saying. Swept Pacific last night in their first match of conference play, 25-12, 25-20, 25-14. It was domination. The Cougars will step up competition in the WCC tomorrow when they host the St. Mary's Gales at 3 Eastern. Women's soccer hosts Utah Valley tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game on the radio at 8.30 Eastern. The Cougars have never lost Utah Valley in three meetings. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy, I'm going to give you carte blanche for what I you always have that on this program. want to see tomorrow as BYU attempts win number one at home in the 2018 season and win number three overall this season. What do you want to see from BYU tomorrow against McNeese? I want to see more of a passing game. Uh, Tanner Mangum threw for 200-plus against Arizona. I thought that was good given how well BYU ran the ball. Um Against Cal, the offense was not good in any facet. Okay, The defense kept BYU in that game a little bit. Offense scores a late touchdown. I want to see BYU throw the rock a little more. Against Wisconsin, that wasn't the game plan. It wasn't needed. Um, I, I, BYU can't sustain 89 passing yards a game and, and win, right? Especially maintain a ranking. But um, against McNeese, this is a game where BYU needs to be able to throw the ball. Um, I'm not expecting 300, but 300's been like a benchmark over time for BYU. Uh, a passing mark, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's thrown for 300-plus in three of the last 28 games. It's pretty gnarly, right? 300 used to be, like, the mark, right? That's pretty high for me. I'm looking for 250-plus from Tanner Mangum tomorrow. Uh, let's say BYU, because who knows how long Tanner Mangum will be in the game if BYU gets a big lead, okay? Three of 28, that's like 11%. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know the actual number, but I trust you. Um, and then I expect BYU to win by 30. I want BYU to win by 30. Kalani Satake's teams the last two seasons, two years ago, put up 37 against Southern Utah, 20 against Portland State. Under Bronco Mendenhall, BYU never put up less than 41, uh, as, as many as 70, and averaged a 42-point win in eight FCS games. I want to see BYU play a really good game, I know that McNeese is a better FCS team. Yeah, that's the so thing. Per, I'm not looking for a 40-point win. I'm looking for a big win, perhaps 30. But if BYU wins by 20 as a top 25 team coming off Wisconsin, I would think that's not enough. It really isn't. Even it if really McNeese wouldn't be. is a top 10 FCS program? Yes. Like, you're at home. You're a ranked team. Are you, 20, are you the 25th best team in the country or not? A ranked team against a top 10. Now, now caveat here. I know McNeese can play. In 2014, to open the season, McNeese almost beat Nebraska at Nebraska. Lost by a touchdown. But this BYU team needs to send a message that it's ready to play Washington the next week. A top 10 team. So let's say BYU wins, I don't know, 38-17. to 17. Are you feeling weird about I'll be something okay. like that? It depends. Did, the, did they get 17 in the fourth quarter? 
when probably. the backups are in. Probably. Yeah. I'd probably be okay with it. Okay. I want more, though. And that takes me to what I want to see, 40-plus points. Yeah. I want yes. BYU to put up a high in the Kalani Satake era against an FCS opponent. You mentioned be 38. that BYU scored 37 against Southern Utah, 20 against Portland State. I want BYU to go for 40-plus. Hey, that would be a step in the right direction. And I'm giving them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because McNeese is a pretty good FCS team and they've got a lot of speed and they can play. But give me 40-plus against the Cowboys coming off one of the most iconic wins in BYU football history at Wisconsin. Keep that momentum rolling. I want the offensive line to dominate like they did against Wisconsin. If you can push Wisconsin around in the trenches, you should crush McNeese in the trenches. Yes. Squally Canada should be driving the Mack truck through those holes. It should be easy for the BYU running backs, whoever is in there. Now, Put now, Kyrus now, Tonga back there. Let him run through a hole. Make a hole big enough for Kyrus Tonga to run through. Well, that's got to be a big hole. Um, McNeese led FCS with 55 rushing yards allowed per game last season. It's not last season, but I'm just they, – they, they, you're right. They can play, but BYU should win this game handily, okay? They're not Wisconsin. We, by the way, Weber State's ranked 7th. McNeese as high as nine. If it was Weber State, I, I would expect similar stuff, right? BYU's a ranked team now. They're supposed to represent, yeah. man. I want BYU to implement the same mentality in the trenches that they did against Wisconsin. And the It'll coaches, be hard to dial that up. Coaches have worked really hard to try and get their guys ready for that, saying, right. look, we need you to bring it against McNeese. We need you to bring it, just like you did against Wisconsin. We'll see how that translates on the field tomorrow. Okay, that was what you want to see. Now, who do you want to see more of or see play tomorrow against McNeese? I want to see Zach Wilson play because if Zach Wilson plays, that means things are going well for BYU. I don't or think terribly. No, I don't think he's going to <laughs> see the field unless BYU is up by three, maybe four touchdowns. So I want to see Zach Wilson play, and I want to see him sling it around the field a little bit. Let him loose. Let him throw. Let him Free do, Zach Wilson! Let him do what he wants to do, and that's chuck the ball all over the field. Wilson! Also, I'd like to see more of the running backs that we haven't seen a ton of. We saw a glimmer of Riley Burt had a nice run against Wisconsin inside oh, you get, the man, red you get zone. One carry. But what about Matt Hadley? Can we see Matt Hadley at running back or Bo Hodge? Can we see those guys? What are they going to do at running back? Let's see Bo Hodge three carries in a row, bro. No, let's not see that. Let's not replicate that specifically, but let's see Bo Hodge in a true running back role as well as Matt Hadley. Give those guys some carry along with Riley Burt. Those are the things that I want to see. Running back depth, and I want to see Zach Wilson get on the field because BYU is in control and dominating the game. I also want to see Zach Wilson. Um, This is one of the four games he should play if BYU is going to redshirt him. This should be one of the four. Absolutely. This should be the number one game, right? And it'll be the first. I fully expect Zach Wilson to play. I thought BYU would lose big against Wisconsin and we'd see Zach Wilson. I was super wrong about that, and I'm happy to be super wrong about that, as I am quite often on this program. Uh, I want to see Lopini Katoa. You named all the guys but the guy I want to see. I want to see Lopini featured. We've seen him carry the ball 13 times for 65 yards, five a carry. That's good. Five catches, 19 yards, 3.8 a reception. So he is the check down guy as the running back there. I want to see more Lopini Katoa and see what he can do. Because if BYU is going to do more than, say, be a 7 or 8 win team, Lopini Katoa has got to be a good player. Um, you don't want anyone to get hurt, but if you're the backup, you've got to be ready, right? And you're going to need two guys to be able to traverse a full season. 
As, and Squally's got some lingering ankle issues. I, I wonder how much we will see Squally Canada tomorrow. Yeah, Kalani Sitake did say, look, we're preparing to have Squally Canada as our number one running back play the entire game. That's how they are entering the game with that approach. Yes. He jokingly said uh, after the Southern Utah game, I listened to you guys. I put in Tanner Mangum, was talking to the fans and said. It, it <laughs> you didn't, guys, meaning the fans. It didn't really work out. So <laughs> he, he wants to approach it differently this time. Um, I just want to see a bunch of a bunch of guys that we watched through fall camp and we were excited about and. I want to see them get a chance to get on the field and play and show what they can do. Let's see other guys. Yeah. By the way, we didn't make a bingo card. Did we not do that oh, purposely? Yeah. We normally do that against the FCS team. But, like, but McNeese isn't any FCS. Maybe role. that's why. Yeah, and it's really early in the season. In the past, we've made a bingo card so that at home you can follow along and be engaged through the second half. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a blowout. We feel differently now, though, yeah. because bingo! the last two FCS opponents, BYU is averaging 28.5 points. That's not very many. Yeah, interesting. All right, Jerem, are there any concerns going into BYU's game tomorrow against McNeese? I mentioned one. I want to see more of the passing game. And then the second is I want guys to stay healthy. So there are a few guys that either didn't play or got hurt against Wisconsin. Butch Pau with an injury. Dianga Woloku with an injury. Braden L. Bakri with an injury. I don't really want to see these guys play. Yeah, I'm okay if none of them I don't play. want them to play. I know that they've been trying to practice, like Butch practice, TBD on Dyne. As of Tuesday night, Dyne had not practiced. Uh, Braden Bakri, not quite sure. I know he was out there. I'm not sure if he practiced or not, but uh, as of Wednesday. So I want those guys to not play. BYU didn't have Braden Bakri, and amazingly, we're awesome running the ball. So get those guys healthy for Washington. That's a huge game. This Huge game next the week. The setup game for Washington. Yes. Is it a trap game? This is not a trap game. I don't think so either. This is not a trap game. BYU's not, they have not won enough and won big games enough lately for them to feel super overconfident. Now, Cal. That happened against Cal, now, though, Cal, didn't it? Did yes. not? Yes. What I'm saying is they have learned. So they, well, should, that happened they already? should know by now that they can't lose, allow that yeah. to happen. I would rather lose to a Power 5 team at home that's undefeated. Uh, yeah. Then. FCS? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if BYU beats Wisconsin then lose to FCS? Like, no, this is not happening. No, this is I, not happening. I can't. I won't imagine that. I'll be saying I that. Will and, not go there. I, no, nor will I. I'm just bringing it up. As far as concerns going into the McNeese game, yeah, it's the health of the team overall. Uh, I feel like BYU needs. And those to are have, the big ones. BYU needs to have their guys ready for Washington. So whatever you got to do to nurse the bruises and the nicks and lingering pain and the knacks. I am a little concerned about Squally Canada's ankle. I would like him to get some rest. And goals, right? Yeah. Both because BYU needs him as close to 100%, obviously, against Washington. So if he can establish himself early, rip off a couple of nice big runs, BYU's offense gets rolling, and they can just sit him and let the other running backs that we talked about go to work. Use the passing game. Yeah, yeah. Develop, develop. I would love it. I would love it. So there, there are some concerns just with the health of the team. You want them to get healthy. This is a good opportunity, you would think, against a lower division FCS opponent in McNeese. To do that, we'll see. Just stay healthy and get healthy. Our question of the day, what do you, BYU Sports Nation, want to see from BYU football tomorrow versus McNeese? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Richard Burris on Facebook says humility in a decisive win. I don't need a blowout, 
Just a nice win. Caution, McNeese is no pushover. They are well-coached and talented. Just win. We learned yesterday. Uh, it's more than just winning to me. The strength of the team. by one, that's a disappointment. And we learned yesterday from McNeese head coach Lance Guidry, the strength of the team is speed at the skill positions. So how much will they test BYU's cornerbacks and secondary and all of that? I think McNeese is going to score uh, multiple times, but I just need the BYU offense to really sweep the leg, if you will. So 21, you want to push it up to, no, I don't even, I don't even want no, no, you to no. say 17 anything. or fewer points would be acceptable to me. No, 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 sorry. BYU's margin of victory. What? It's got to be 21 plus. <laughs> I'll tell you my number in going for two. Okay? coming up. At BYU underscore spindle on Instagram. Domination. I want BYU's defense to flex on them and shut them down, and I want to see BYU's offense consistently drive down the field and also successfully complete some long bomb throws. That's a great point. BYU's longest pass play is 31 yards. It's from Aleva Hifo. It's to not Rona even Lula from BYU's starting quarterback. Yeah, BYU has not pushed the ball down the field and caught it outside of that play. More of that. And continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, I look to make up ground and going for two. 17 plus worked last week. Should I go there again? Okay, don't push it. And next, Steve Young, Pro Football Hall of Famer, BYU All-Timer, gave the Cougars a shout-out on Monday Night Countdown. What impressed him the most about BYU against Wisconsin? And his thoughts on Tanner and Taysom. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow, FCS-ranked number 9 McNeese comes to play 25th-ranked BYU on BYU TV with wall-to-wall coverage beginning at 5 Eastern time, radio pregame at 4 Eastern. Live from Studio B on a Friday, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you miss any of the show, you can always download the podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, however, wherever you feel like it. Our question of the day, what do you want to see from BYU football tomorrow against McNeese? At Eric R.R. Eric on Twitter. A lot of R's there. Over 200 yards for Squally Canada. Two years ago, the chant was, give the ball to Jamal. Tomorrow, it's give Squally the Bali. Okay. Join in using hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook. Let's keep working on that Instagram. one. Instagram. Keep, keep tooling. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's, a, it's a work. Workshopping this. Yes, yeah. a work in progress. Yeah. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is friend of the program and one of the elite members of BYU Sports Nation, Super Bowl champion, Pro Football Hall of Famer. His name is Steve Young. Steve, it's been too long. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, really. You guys, I figured you'd call me every once in a while, but this is great. I love it. Well, I'm totally connected to you. I listen to you, and uh, I just asked you both offline. Do you guys have a long-term contract? You need a USFL, you know, 40-year, 40, 40000000 million kind of thing going. And you, yeah. you got to figure it out. So we, good. we asked for those exact, exact numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, we're going to need you to review the legal documentation at some point, if that's okay, Steve. Yeah, well, you, well, you don't want me, because I didn't do a very good job, because uh, I, 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 the annuity kind of, oh, well, long story. <laughs> Hey, we enjoyed the shout-out you gave to BYU on Monday night after the win against Wisconsin. Uh, so let's go back to that moment. Uh, what were you thinking when you realized that BYU was going to pull off one of the greatest road upsets they've enjoyed in program history? 
I know. I have to admit, I had very low expectations, and I think our offense and not being able to throw the ball. And one thing I knew, and I saw that from opening day, is that we will compete with anybody in the at the line of scrimmage, and that's huge. In football, everyone talks about did you win the line of scrimmage? You win the line of scrimmage. I think that our offense and defense lines can go. I mean, I think can go nationwide, and I think they prove that. That's the, the the roots of why we were able to beat Wisconsin in Wisconsin was at the line of scrimmage because we got guys. Probably, you know, they, they're not going to get pushed around. And that's why at Camp Randall, they always get pushed around by Wisconsin. I mean, one of the biggest bullies, you know, uh, in, the, in the country. And they just, we just, we're bigger. I mean, we're bigger than most people, especially when a non-conference team comes in. They just get, they just pushed around. And it just it didn't happen. And when it doesn't happen, Wisconsin's like, hey, 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 wait a second. Well, who, who are these guys? Are? Who are these guys? <laughs> you know, these guys are huge. And they're, and they're athletic and so, so our offensive defensive lines right now that are at the root of why we're able to beat Wisconsin. It was super fun for me because we're all I'm for everybody. It's just so, it's so exciting, and you can't believe it. You're like, oh my gosh, this is and when you missed a field goal, and you, this is incredible. I remember when I was super young, we beat Texas A&M when, in like 1976, I want to say, way back with Mark Wilson, and it was huge. It was just it was like the first time we'd ever done anything that the nation could go, wow, who are these guys? And then, you know, then there was other times, during, you know, during Jim's time and my time where we played in UCLA or, or uh, uh, I think we went to, uh, I uh, uh, can't remember exactly during Jim's time, but we'd always have these big kind of iconic wins, and they've kept coming. I mean, I saw a stat the other day about, you know, in, in our independence in the last since 2009 or 10, we've beaten, like, the list of teams that we've gone and beaten is really pretty, pretty incredible. And I think it's important because being independent, you got to have these marquee wins because next week we play McNeese State, you know. So like we have to, we have to do this. And so starting two and one, I mean, all that's super exciting. So I mean, Randy Moss started, to give, uh, you know, he was saying something at the end. I'm like, hey, wait a second, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> That was fantastic. Um, you talked about kind of the, where BYU won that game, and it was clearly in the trenches. So what do you think of this kind of new look, new identity BYU football? I, I don't think it needs to be. I mean, look, this is not, we're not going down to Pete Van Valkenburg. We're not going to just grind it. I mean, look, <laughs> we have to grind it out. We'll do it. But, I mean, we need to be uh, – I, mean, I don't know. I, I, may, I People think, well, you know, you want it to be like it was when you were there. And I think, well, no, but that's just – I know that the nation, like, you think about perception. Perception is BYU throws the football. We were, we were one of the first, us in Stanford and maybe Miami. And we were probably the best out at it in, in 1978 and 1979. Before, everyone was on the wishbone that BYU was throwing the football. It's really kind of in our DNA. And so we should be, we should be, we should find the coaches to do it. We should find the quarterback to do it. We should find the offensive line to protect it and the receivers to catch it. We should lead the country in, 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 in throwing the football. That's what we should, we should at least have that as an aspiration. That's aspirational. It doesn't have to happen. We can win any way you want. We can win three to nothing. As long as we're beating people, that's great. I'm not saying that you can't do that. I'm just saying aspirationally, we should always be seeking to fulfill the measure of our DNA, right? That's like how we want to do it. Uh, but like right now, Squally, that's what we, we got a great offensive line. We can control the line of scrimmage. Let's go, let's go win the big games. Let's go to Washington. Let's go to Midday State. Let's win that way. But aspirationally, let's not be satisfied. We know the who we should be. Let's go continue to, to, to press into it and lean into it. It's a football Friday. We've got Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Steve, let's talk about the BYU quarterback right now, Tanner Mangum. 
was given a high grade from Pro Football Focus for his performance against Wisconsin despite only 12 of 22, 89 yards, and no touchdown passes. But his offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, complimented him on how he managed the game. And there's this funny ideal that being a game manager is a bad thing in football. I don't know. What do you think of Tanner Mangum and his role as the game manager at Wisconsin? Yeah. So it's used, it's used uh, derogatorily to, to, to describe someone who can't, you know, uh, is not expansive. Is not someone who can go win a game with his arm and be the reason. Uh, but, but the truth of what you guys are talking about is, I'm going to say 60% of the job, maybe more, is managing everything and handling all the – you touch the ball every, every down – if you're man, you got to manage everybody and the emotional state of everybody, the physical state of everybody, and get people lined up, get get the right thing done, throw the ball very efficiently, don't take too many chances, don't lose the game. See, a lot of quarterbacks lose games. It's like you can't do that. Managing the game is not losing it, right? And that's something as well. That's not nothing. And so I think that you know when you say it as a positive, it's really you're doing all the things that a quarterback, you know, the the, the science of quarterbacking, the science of you know, just basically doing what's in the playbook to go 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 and act is is not nothing. So you should say to people, "Nice job, you managed it, did a great job. We won a game. That's what we ask you to do." If that's what we're asking him to do, um, I think there's a lot more to quarterbacking, uh, but it's 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 more the art of figuring out how to actually. And you know, you need the coaches to be alongside you. There's a lot of teams like Trent Dilfer when he won the Super Bowl at Baltimore. He told he, he said that the coaches said. Don't no. We don't want you to be expansive. We want you just just manage it. Don't do it anymore. And they were very specific about it. And so in, in situations like that, you're just he says I, I did the best I could with what I was asked to do. And I don't know whether Grimes, Coach Grimes is explaining to him we want you to manage the game and no more. I'd like to know that. I can't imagine that's the case. But certainly doing it is good. That's great. Keep that keep that up. I would hope that we'd be looking for more because what I just said earlier aspirationally that's not who. We want to be. Let's let's lean into it, especially the guy that can throw the ball. Let's talk about some of the Cougars in the NFL that have been impressive thus far this season, including a guy for your Niners, Fred Warner, is wearing the green dot, uh, starting at middle linebacker on defense. There, twenty-two tackles in two games. What do you think so far of Fred Warner? Well, the coaching staff, especially with Kyle, the Forty Niners, and John Lynch. They don't, especially John Lynch, because he's a defender. Fred didn't do that; just kind of wander into that job. I mean, he earned it, and he earned it in a, in a lightning flash. It was like every day I heard more and more about Fred. Every day it was like, you can't believe this kid. It's amazing. This is a, and so here he is. Now, uh, it's, it's a baptism by fire. I mean, last week, uh, you know, I saw 16,000 crossing routes, and Fred's like, hey, wait a second. I've come from everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and you can see that he's still young, um, and he's going to be tested. I mean, every week this week with the – Weapons and Mahomes, you know, it's like he's going to say at the end of the game this weekend, he's going to think, "Wow, that was that was really something. I learned a lot." I mean, if he can if he can survive it, stay on the field, and go through a full year in that role, he's going to be great. And it's just the key is that there's not so many mistakes because you're so young that you can't stay on the field. So right now, great, super happy with it for him, and I think he'll be one of the leaders and one of the guys that you'll know in the league. But he's got to figure out, you know, he's going to have to learn. He's been learning super fast. He's got to keep up the pace because um, the, the defense for the 49ers is transitioning. And they've got, you know, they're going to, they're going to struggle with pass rush. they got one guy. They're going to struggle with all this cross-mounts. They're going to try to confuse the young linebackers. 
then they don't have shut down corners necessarily, at least proven until Richard Sherman's 100 percent that they can actually use that as a as a weapon as well. So they're gonna they're gonna all gonna be under pressure, including Fred, and especially this weekend. So those are those are the keys for him to kind of stay on the field. BYU Athletic Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill, and I know you're a big fan of Taysom, Steve, is one of the more intriguing cases in the National Football League right now because he's a quarterback, he wants to be a quarterback, but he's making an impact in several ways on special teams. What do you think of Taysom Hill's current performance and his future with the Saints and potentially as a quarterback? Well, I love that Sean Payton loves Payton. I mean, loves Taysom. You know what I mean? Like, he loves a kid, and, I, and he should. And I love that he's being appreciated for his athleticism, for his, you know, willingness and a lot of coaches, just, they don't pay attention. They're like, the third quarterback, I don't care. You know, whatever you're going to be. It's like they, they, I think they, they really, I think they're enjoying the, the, to kind of expand on what Taysom can do. And I think Taysom's doing the right thing. He's waiting to play quarterback. But a lot of times you wait in the NFL in the third spot, you, it never happens, ever. But look, at, I think he's closer to being a quarterback in the NFL by doing these kinds of things. And if he can continue and actually expand on it in that role, then, then I, I really do believe that he can, if he, if he keeps working on the craft, all of a sudden he's back up, and all of a sudden Drew Brees retires, and they've got to find somebody. And that guy, maybe they draft guy number one, and comes in and can't play. And then all of a sudden, Taysom's playing. He's playing well. He's handling all the stuff. And now he makes a career of it. So I, I, I love watching him do these fun things. That's what I would have done. It's what I did. I remember when Joe was playing, and I was so frustrated, and Bill's, you know, Bill had, uh, uh, you know, kind of threw me in, kept throwing me in, and I thought, Bill, I need to play more. He put me a receiver. I lined up like 20 times at receiver. <laughs> and, 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 and I'd come back to home like, Joe, I'm open. And he's like, I'm never throwing it to you, bro. So don't worry about it. Because <laughs> like, like, he knew he didn't want me with a football in my hands. You know, it's like, no way he's going to give these throwing it to me. So I love that, that, that that's happening for Taysom. And that's why Joe's Joe, right? That's great. Um, what's... That's why we're all who we are, man. It's tough <laughs> out there, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Throwing you the ball? You're good. You're going to dance around and then they'll pay you a quarter. Okay, what... yeah, well... let's finish with this. What's more likely, Taysom Hill throws a TD this year or returns a kickoff for a touchdown? <laughs> right now, return the kickoff, right? Because yeah. you know, unless, you know, unless guys get hurt, um, no question that uh, he's going to – they're going to try to – I think they realize, let's get the guy the ball. Let's figure out – how can we get the ball in his hands? Because he's uh, – he does some really cool stuff. And so, yeah, I think he could return a, punt, uh, a kickoff for a touchdown, no question. But Drew's not throwing it to Taysom, just like you told us with Joe. No way, right? I know. I think well, Drew would throw it to him, though. I, know. I think he would. <laughs> he's just got to get on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, we've got an open seat in Studio B at all times for you. Whenever you're around, uh, you're always welcome here. And uh, we'll get to work on the annuities in our uh, contract that is under consideration. <laughs> Yeah, let me know if you need any help. I've got a deep experience. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Steve. Unfunded (laughs) annuities. Great stuff, man. Thanks so much. Okay, guys. See you. Big thanks to Steve Young on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He thinks we're kidding. Uh, He got a law degree from BYU. Yeah, we do need to work on the annuities, though, uh, that uh, were implemented in his USFL contract. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Is he still getting paid for that, right? Probably. Coming up, it's game day for BYU women's soccer, and Coach Jennifer Rockwood joins us in studio. And we're going for two next, our weekly BYU football predictions. A word of caution, Jerem. Just don't go 17-plus. Please, I beg you. Not that one. This is BYU Sports Nation.
The only place to watch the Cougars warm up before a game is on Countdown to kick off on BYU TV. Join us tomorrow at 5 Eastern as the Cougars prepare for McNeese on BYU TV. The game is on our channel as well. It's a huge day. We're going to have a ton of fun tomorrow starting at 5 Eastern. Parties here on the west side on a Friday. This is how we do it. Let's keep it rolling with headlines. 25th ranked BYU hosting the McNeese Cowboys tomorrow. Live on BYU TV, as Jerem just mentioned. Coverage starts at 5 p.m. Eastern, 3 Mountain with Countdown to kickoff. This marks the first ever matchup between the two schools. BYU will play their first ranked or first game as a ranked team since 2015. They're ranked at home for the first time since October of 2014. It's been four years. It's a long time. Cougars in the NFL are in action Sunday. Fred Warner and the Niners visit the Chiefs. Taysom Hill and the Saints play the Falcons. Jamal Williams and the Packers hit the road to play the Redskins. And Ziggy Ansah recovering from a shoulder injury with the Lions will host Kyle Van and the Patriots. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball sweeping Pacific last night in the Cougars' first game of West Coast Conference play. Senior outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry led the team with 13 kills. The Cougars' next match goes down tomorrow against St. Mary's at 3 p.m. Eastern. St. Mary's is coached by Rob Browning, who is an alumnus of BYU. They're a good team. They're better than Pacific, that's for sure. There you go. And women's soccer hosts Utah Valley tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. With pregame on the radio beginning at 8.30 Eastern, Cougars have never lost Utah Valley in three minutes. All right, beat the Wolverines. It's time, Jerem, that we go for two. Can you predict the future? Nope. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Well, since I'm winning, Jerem, I would love for you to go first as you attempt to get back in this race. Tim, interesting. <laughs> uh, the standings, four points for you. I thought I had two. I guess I have two and a half. You I got a half point for like taking not, one got... for the team against Wisconsin. I don't like moral victories. Reverse curse. I like actual victories. You yeah. said Wisconsin 17 plus, yeah. and the reverse curse worked. Okay, my first pick, Zach Wilson will throw a touchdown pass. All right. He'll come in, he'll throw a TD pass. Okay. That's what happened. Mark All right. it down. Number two, BYU will win by mm. 18 plus. Okay. So it's not 17 plus. Don't get nervous. It's 18 plus. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that one. You're okay yeah, with that one? I'm okay with it. Okay. it. As long as it's not 17 plus. It's good that you're okay because you need to cope with it. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not changing. I'm so glad you're such a sensitive soul, Jerem. I am. <laughs> I am. Not. My picks. Number one, two or more players will throw touchdown passes. So Aleva Hefo and Zach Wilson. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Just in case Coach Grimes has another little trick play up his sleeve. We'll see. I wouldn't use it against McNeese, but okay. Does Joe Critchlow play at any point tomorrow? Well, he's going to be one of the all-time greats, Spencer. <laughs> he's, he's in line <laughs> to potentially throw a touchdown pass if he sees the field. Two or more players will throw touchdown passes tomorrow. I legitimately was like, oh, yeah, Joe Critchlow. And number two. Now, this isn't written down right, so I'm going to change it in oh. my script. Oh, hopefully our graphics reflect that. <laughs> I think what the graphics says is what you have to go with. No. Let's see. What do, we, what do you have for the second one? BYU will hold McNeese to under 150 yards Andrew, passing. let's see it. No. Oh, 100. No. Yeah, it no. says 100. I did it not say 100. 100. Right there. It is right under 150 on. yards passing. Look, 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 look. Oh, my goodness. Look. I see it. Yeah, yeah. I see. <laughs> yes. right. 150. We're changing that. that was, I'm like a weatherman. I'm You're like, where, where's the southwest on this green screen? Make it, 
McNeese, yeah, 150, 150 yards. Interesting. No, wow. there's no way. Mcneese, hey, their best players are their be receivers gra- and the pass game, the speed. Yards. That's there's crazy. no way BYU is holding McNeese to under 100 yards passing. Man, I thought crazy. it was Super Bowl going 150. Hey, hey, graphics, thanks for getting the Venmo. That was great. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Oh, yeah, they got it right. They got uh, it right now, Jerem. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm seeing two different things. We're going to have to <laughs> discuss that after, I guess. Maybe it's worth a half point if I get that. <laughs> No halves. No halves. This isn't men's college basketball. Let's go. Those are our going for two picks. Oh, my gosh. We'll relive it on Monday, whether you like it or not. Coming up, a loaded whip round, plus more of what you want to see from BYU tomorrow against the McNeesers. And next, will BYU soccer do the right thing and give their beloved head coach, Jen Rockwood, a belated birthday present tonight with a win over Utah Valley. They better. Just do it. The head coach is in studio with us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. He's 26 years old. Incredible, right? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, BYU women's soccer team hosts Utah Valley radio pregame, 8.30 Eastern, then watch or listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. Welcome back on a Friday to BYU Sports Nation. This is our question of the day. 150 passing yards, Jaron. Crazy. Under 150 from McNeese. What do you want to see from BYU tomorrow against McNeese? I'll tell you what I want to see. I want to see the defense hold McNeese to under 150 yards passing. How about that? Of course you do. At Ames Flames adds this on Instagram. I'll be happy with a win, but a proper blowout a would proper be awesome. Blowout. Not to mention it would give us a chance to see Zach Wilson take some snaps. Free Zach Wilson. That's what I said. Just win, baby, she adds at the end. It's more than just winning when it's... An FCS team at home. You as long as it's 18 pro- plus, right? A, a proper blowout. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Join our conversation on social media. Like Use that. the hashtag BYUSN. And join us now in welcoming the head coach of BYU Women's Soccer back to Studio B, Jen Rockwood. Jen, welcome hey, back. Guys. Happy birthday yesterday. Thank you. Thank 28 you. years old. Yeah, that sounds about right. Incredible. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, feeling young. What would you do for your birthday? I just hung out with the team and... Did film and got ready for practice, and we got a big game tonight, so just getting ready for that. Well, it wasn't a normal practice, though. Uh, we have some video of uh, the team gave you chip cookies, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, my favorite. <laughs> They're so flowers, good. Some nice cards. They're so good. We have a student employee yeah. here that... It works. Worked there. So, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. You know uh, what they're doing right now? They're doing this so employees. that they can be like, hey, maybe she won't make us run as exactly. much if we do this. Yes. It's all about, yeah. Balloons and everything. <laughs> I know. It was kind of, it was a fun, it was a fun day. That's thoughtful. For sure. It's, it's a, a thoughtful it's a group team. It's that's for sure. Awesome. The, the best birthday present, obviously, would be a win tonight against Utah Valley. And coming off, what we were discussing during the break is kind of a weird, frustrating loss to Long Beach State because you did so many things right I mean, statistically, yeah. you dominated the game, and then somehow you don't, you don't win, but soccer is funny like that. Mm-hmm. So how do you help your team bounce back after a frustration like that against uh, Utah Valley in a rivalry game? Yeah, well, it's just another lesson, and anything can happen in soccer. Just when you think you're good to go, you know, crazy things can happen. And uh, we just have to have more of a sense of urgency, I think. In the first half, we controlled a lot of the game, but we weren't attacking enough. I mean, we got some good looks. You came close to scoring some goals, but at the same time, just have an urgency. You just never know when you're going to get those chances to score. And so we've got to score first, and we've got to score early. 
Eight games into the season, you're four, three, and one. Uh, how would you assess your team's play thus far? What do you think? Um, I think we've done a fantastic job. I, you know, we started off uh, with a lot of road games. Um, we played some great teams. Um, statistically, we've we've outperformed all of our opponents, including uh, Texas A&M, ranked number three, and Stanford, ranked number one. So I think. We know what we're capable of doing. Like I said, uh, this last game was a bit of a setback and maybe a, an eye-opener and kind of an opportunity for us to rebound and, and kind of come together right before we start conference play. But really pleased this team has gotten better and better each week. Uh, they work really hard. They're excited for conference play. And we just want to go into conference play with uh, good momentum. So tonight's really important. What is the emphasis in terms of your coaching right now in the area that you want to see your team improve the most? Um, I think just finishing some opportunities. We've we've worked a lot on on creating. We're playing a new formation this year, um, and incorporating our press, uh, which is the style that we play. Uh, we really like what we see and how we're challenging uh, opponents. We're, we're freeing up our outside backs, and and it looks like our opponents uh, aren't quite sure how to contain us. But we need to make sure we finish the opportunities we have. I mean, that's kind of the name of the game in soccer. Everybody's saying that, but we're really creating a lot of opportunities. And I think this team um, can score a lot of goals if we can put it all together, and we've proven that in a few games uh you put up 10 was it idaho state <laughs> yeah I, I jokingly said that's just mean uh, but, <laughs> but see, it's not like a football game where you can just run the ball right um you gotta yeah. play you gotta play yeah. um what's the new formation and why the new formation um we just felt that last year you know we didn't score enough goals so, i mean that's kind of what it came down to we played really well last year and uh once we got into conference statistically we were on top of things but ultimately in soccer it's just takes that one shot that can get you sometimes. So uh, based on the players that we had and, and their strengths, we just felt like trying something a little bit new. And so we're, we're kind of in a 4-4-2, but uh, it works a little bit um, different than a, than a traditional one. And so I think we te- catch some teams off guard. I think they're not quite sure how to, how to manage uh, our outside backs, uh, Bing and Josie coming up the back line, Lizzie and Bella. And we're keeping our central forwards high and uh, create some problems for them. We'll call it a modified 4 4 There we go. Yes, very the, modified. The Rockwood 4 4 That's right. It's <laughs> the hybrid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's some of this, some of that. It's, it's all efficient. about the hybrid. It's green. Uh, you just brought up the name Bella Foligno. She has three goals on nine shots. She's a freshman. It's tough to, one, play for BYU soccer because it's top level. But to do so as a freshman, what do you think of Bella's performance thus far? Yeah, she's she's been great. We knew coming in, you know, Bella has a great background and played at a very high level in Southern California. Just felt she was ready for this level of play and the speed of play. And she's kind of learning a new position uh, as well. Um, and uh, she's grasping onto that. But, you know, she's uh, scored three goals off nine shots. We need Bella to shoot more. Right, and so that's uh, something we're working on right now. She's a great attacking player. She's a great finisher, um, and we need to get her in front of the goal. And she needs to find herself in front of the goal. And we actually just talked about that yesterday. So uh, I'm excited to see her. I think she'll have a little more emphasis going forward today. But um, we expect a lot of goals from her over the next uh, couple months. Three goals and nine shots is an excellent uh, shot percentage. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play Utah Valley tonight. What do they do that has your attention? And given the fact that you have. Brent Anderson, who was the head coach mm-hmm. over there a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, Utah Valley always has great um, athletes. I mean, we have a lot of Utah players. They have mostly Utah players, and Utah's putting out better and better players. So we're pretty familiar with those kids. It's kind of like Utah, you know, the girls know each other. They're, they're club teammates. They play against each other, high school teammates. And so it's a bit of a rivalry for sure, um, knowing that we'll get a great effort from them. And, you know, they've, they've played a really tough schedule so far. They've been every game but haven't got results. So they're going to be anxious to prove themselves as well. So we've got to be ready for a really good battle. 
Now, we know that you're not overlooking Utah Valley, but conference play looms. Um, who has surprised you in West Coast conference play through non-conference? I think just overall, our conference is a lot stronger this year. There's been a lot of changes in coaching over the last couple years. Uh, obviously, Chris Watkins doing a fantastic job at Gonzaga. That'll be pretty wild to have him down here next Thursday night, um, just like it was a pretty wild game up there last year. Um, but Portland's made some changes, San Diego. So we have some new, fresh coaches that I think are really doing a great job. Um, Santa Clara is having a fantastic year. You know, they always play a really tough schedule and they've got really good results with wins over North Carolina and Notre Dame wow. and a tie against Stanford. So they're a top 10 ranked team right now. Um, you know, we get them a here uh, at the end yes. of the season. Yes, BYU and, does. Uh, so I like, I like the way we're playing right now. I think, you know, our goal is to win the conference and, and uh, we have pretty high expectations. I think we're on the right track right now. Okay, uh, I want to finish with this. So somebody asked me to describe the uniforms for BYU women's soccer this year, and it's kind of like this fade from royal blue to navy. At least that's what you had on against Long Beach State. I said the word ombre, (laughs) (laughs) and I was torched on that on social media. I haven't heard of that before. Okay. (laughs) Is ombre a color? It's a a hair thing where, like, your hair fades from one color to the next. Hey, Did again. your wife do this or something? Is that how you knew that word? Like, what? I don't even know what that is. I'm looking for help, Jen. Yeah. I'm looking for help. I don't know. How do you describe I they, don't They're know. cool. Okay? They are they're cool. cool uniforms. They're, they're navy that fade to some royal or royal that fade to some navy, but they have both of our school colors in them, so I think it works really well for yeah. us. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And we, Casey Stoffer last week, two weeks ago. And now you with this excellent jacket. We have got to talk to Oh, Jen's yeah. always bringing the style. Yeah. Hey, Casey hooked me up. I saw the new jacket. He he was bragging about it. I'm like, yeah. this is the logo that uh, I wore on my BYU soccer jersey. Uh-huh. Yes, and uh-huh. you're from Portland. Yes, that, like, means something, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the match tonight. Good luck, and we'll Take be it. watching. Go. Or listening. Awesome. Eastern. Thanks, guys. Right, thanks. Coming up, number one remains unbeaten in a big weekend for the Cougars in the NFL. The Whip is next. And we celebrate a special anniversary like only BYU Sports Nation can do. Let's go to the well of memory, shall we? Some video from last year that was compelling and brilliant. I promise it will be worth it if you stick around. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Steve Young and Jen Rockwood. It was a loaded Friday lineup. If you missed any of it, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to view full episodes. Sorry, not sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. You know the drill. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. 25th ranked BYU football. I'm still getting used to saying that, and it brings us so much joy. It's so great. Host the McNeese Cowboys tomorrow on BYU TV, starting with countdown to kickoff at 5 Eastern time. Cougars in the NFL. NFL Week 3 continues Sunday with multiple former Cougars in action. Fred Warner and the 49ers will visit the Kansas City Chiefs. Taysom Hill and the Saints play the Atlanta Falcons. Jamal Williams and Green Bay travel to Washington for a showdown with the Redskins. Ziggy Ansah is recovering from a shoulder injury. His Lions will host Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots. And Michael Davis of the Los Angeles Chargers will play the Rams. It's Battle Los Angeles between the Rams and Chargers. Bad movie. Volleyball. Number one women's volleyball swept Pacific last night in the first game of West Coast Conference play. The Cougars host St. Mary's, coached by BYU alumnus Rob Browning at 3 Eastern tomorrow on the W.TV. Wasn't Rihanna in Battle Los Angeles? Or was that Battleship? 
Battleship. <laughs> Battleship. USA Volleyball defeats Canada three sets to one in the opening match of the second round of the FIVB World Championships. They roll in. Taylor Sander had 13 points in the win. Soccer. The women's team hosts Utah Valley tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio with pregame on the radio beginning at 8.30 Eastern. Cougs have never lost Utah Valley in three meetings. Men's soccer will play at Utah State tonight. They return home tomorrow for another in-state clash with Utah Valley, 7 Eastern at Southfield. Cougars in the PGA. Adopted Cougar Tony Finau is tied for fifth through one round at the Tour Championship, shooting three under. Zach Blair is tied at 87th in the Web.com Tour. Blair is even through round one, shooting a 71. Daniel Summerhays tied for 114th at three ah! over, shooting a 74 in round one of this week's Web.com Tour event. Tennis. Junior Sean Hill advances to the round of 32 at the Milwaukee Tennessee Classic. I believe that I believe that's Algonquin for the Goodland. Yes. Softball. Senior Libby Sugg named the MS Society Female Collegiate Athlete of the Year. Congratulations Boys. to Libby. Hockey. BYU Hockey plays at Weber State tonight to open the season at 9 Eastern time. <laughs> Today's rise and shout. They do it. Goes fittingly to. Oh, it's been one year anniversary of caffeine on campus. Uh, allowed in co you know coke caffeine awesome and do we have video of Lindsay Lewis one of our production assistants uh, last year yes so downing some coke at the end and uh, yep she couldn't she couldn't handle it and uh, chug, 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 chug 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 now laugh radio now laugh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there Hi, she Lindsay. is today she survived Hi, she still works here yeah that's awesome. That was one of the greatest moments oh, of BYU Sports Nation history. Oh, my goodness. It was number 78. Do you remember the 21st day of September? Oh, Earth, Wind, oh, and Fire, dude. One of my favorite bands. We absolutely do. I also want to give uh, a side shout-out to at BYU to NFL once again. <laughs> if you missed it, uh, he now has a tattoo of Spencer's face with blue goggles. So, <laughs> because BYU won at Wisconsin. So there you go. What's our elite voice of the day, dog? <laughs> uh well, it's presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years, so you know it's going to be good. At April Chessman Kerstich on Facebook, to remain relevant in the national spotlight, BYU needs a good blowout. Win by more than 21 with over 400 offensive yards. However, we get them. we got to show everyone we mean business. Yeah, baby. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jay Chessman. Go Cougs. Also, we'll see you tonight at 9 Eastern on BYU TV for women's soccer.